Hey, how am I excited about, about church today? God with us. If you got your Bibles, turn with me real quick to John 15 and put a bookmark in Matthew 21. Oh, I'm going to read it real quick. Matthew 1, not 21, Matthew 1. I'm going to read this, kind of set it up, and then go from there. John 15, Matthew 1. And honestly, I kind of put this together with just what God was stirring in my heart today. And they kind of preach from my heart. I got some points. If you're note takers, don't worry, I took care of you. I gave you some points to follow. John 15, verse 16 says this. I don't love this. You did not choose me, but I chose you. Can I say that again from the voice of God and take it like that? You did not choose me, but I chose you. And I appointed you to go and to bear fruit, fruit that will last, pandemic or no pandemic. Then the Father will give you whatever you ask, in these last three words, in my name. Everybody say, in my name. In my name. In my name. Come on. I like it. In my name. Matthew chapter 1. I want to read this real quick in parallel to that. Matthew 1, verse 21 through 23. It says this. And, he will, and she will have a son, and you will name him Jesus. For, I love these three words, for he will save. Come on, can we just declare that this morning together? Can we talk to each other this morning? Say, he will save. How many believe he still can save? He's the same yesterday, today, and forever? Come on. Are you with me? How many believe what God then is the same God who can do something here today? How many of you believe God is still in the healing business? Come on, are you, can I get a yeah? How many of you still in the blessing business? Can I get a yeah? yeah? How many still believe the Texans can win? Can I get a yeah? Okay. yeah. I just thought I'd throw it out there. We're in a faith environment. But. Says he will save his people from their sins. All of this occurred to fulfill the Lord's message through his prophet. If you want to go back and read it, that's from the book of Isaiah chapter 7, a prophecy that is being fulfilled. Verse 23, look, the virgin will conceive a child and she will give birth to a son and they will call him Emmanuel, which means what? God is with us. There's power in names, in my name. He says, I didn't choose you. You didn't choose me, but I chose you. If you're taking notes, this is what I want to talk about. Here's the top of my message. He chose me. Come on, let's just say that together. Say it out loud. He chose me. Come on, let that sink in. Father, we thank you so much for this morning. Jesus, do what you do. Amen. Come on, how many like a quick prayer? Come on, how many, how many don't like that person that prays long at, at, at dinner? You know what I'm saying? Like, come on, I'm just trying to eat, bro. Like, we're not trying to get everybody saved at the dinner table. Here we go. Names, names, names are important. How many would agree that a name is important, amen? How many would believe that the name of Jesus is important, right? And so names are important, like understand names. And we, uh, we uh, with my four kids, we're setting up for Christmas and we were kind of that family this year where we didn't let Thanksgiving get by. We were already decorating Christmas. Come on, anybody else there? Come on, just wave at a brother. You were already there. Come on, all right. And so, and so we were decorating Christmas, and, and one of my daughters, her name is, is Raina. She's seven years old, and we kind of call her the, I don't know if you watch the TV show Friends, but we call her our Phoebe. And uh, she's just a little goofy. She's got a goofy run. 
She thinks she's talented in music. She might be, but like she makes up stuff. And so my daughter, Raina, my seven-year-old, who has no rhythm at all, she's just starting to try to drop bars left and right. Like she's trying to, trying to rap here and there. And we're putting this together, this is a true story, putting together this like nativity scene. She's like, oh yeah, oh yeah, we got Jesus and Mary and Elijah, yeah, we got Jesus and Mary, and Elijah, yeah, they sitting on the shelf next to Buddy the Elf. And she's like gyrating the whole time. It's like kind of weird. Like I don't know what she's watching or what her mother is teaching her, but it's like, it's like, it's like she's just moving around. I got Jesus and Mary and Elijah. And I'm like, Elijah. Some of y'all didn't pick on me. Yeah, that, that's not the name that was the nativity scene. Like, girl, like, Elijah, like, who's, it, who's it? Elijah? She said, yeah, you know, Jesus, Mary, Elijah, daddy. No, 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 it's Joseph. So, oh, yeah. So we're a pastor, and our kids still don't know the Christmas story, all right? So you're doing good. <laughs> like, like, pray for my daughter. She needs to know Jesus a little bit. But she was like, but, but, but the name does mean something in the story, right? The name fits the season. The name, there's something about a name that can speak to our present and can speak to our destiny and our future. And to say that, I, I, I'm, I'm going to share something that kind of maybe I can speak that will lay the foundation of the direction that I'm trying to go today. Because there's two names and two stories that I really believe speak to the spirit of Christmas. There's what we just read in Matthew 1 with Emmanuel. And then there's another story in 1 Samuel chapter 4 with the lady who... She gave birth to a son, and she named him Ichabod. Which, by the way, I would suggest to never name your son Ichabod, because he's guaranteed to get made fun of. Come on, all right? You can't even get a nickname out of that. Bod, Ick, Icky. Or maybe he can be, rappy, be a rapper and go Icky B. I don't know. Like, that's it. Like, Ichabod. And what I want to share to you, though, she named him this for a reason, is that she just had some theologians maybe believe it was the worst day of her life or the week, worst week of her life or the worst month. Whatever it is, it was stacked up. Here she is about to give birth to a dream. Then all of a sudden she gets news that the Ark of the Covenant was stolen by the Philistine army. In other words, her place of worship, the place that she could go and be with the Lord. In other words, they couldn't gather anymore. It was removed from them, a pandemic set in place. The place that I felt comfort, all of a sudden I'm going to have to figure out how to find that comfort at home. I do believe that's the one blessing of the pandemic. We're thankful for the house of God and we need to run to the house of God. But what it let us know is that the same Jesus here is the same Jesus sitting in my living room and sitting in my car. Are, are you with me? But we need both. Don't get me wrong. We need to be in the house of God. God wants that. But she's saying, my, my church was... It's gone, stolen. And then all of a sudden her servant runs in and says that your father-in-law has died. And then another servant runs in and says that your husband has just been killed in battle. Back to back to back. And then all of a sudden she gives birth to her son and then she names him a name. And then names were huge. Names just weren't on the, like, what's on the top five list of what sounds cool. That opposite of how we named my son Cruz. I just wanted to sound good in football. Cruz Barber. There's meaning there, though. But, they, but it, it, when they picked a name, 
They thought generationally. They thought, what does it mean in this season? They thought, what does it mean to me right now? What is it going to be? Names were a big deal, but she just had the worst week of her life and everything felt like she was stripped from her. Every good thing, every promise, every dream. And she names her son Ichabod, which means the glory has departed. Which means God is not with me. And here we are making a statement in this series that God is with us. Emmanuel, he is with me. But yet because what she experienced, she says, I'm going to name this through my pain. And the Ikiba, God, you ain't with me. Can I tell you, friend, lean in, friends, right here. Hear me on this. If you're watching online or right here, don't ever allow your present to name your future. Come on, are you with me? Come on, Anchor Ben, come on, let me know you with Don't ever allow your present to name your future because your pain has nothing to do with your promise has nothing to do with your promise I'm not going to let this yes things have been stripped away I'm, if you can't tell I'm preaching out of experience and passion from all that God has done in 2020 right now because I can sit here and sit back God how come this how come that how you come and I can sit here and say in a hard season I can say God I'm going to label my future based off my present but God said no 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 never name your present Never name your future based off of your present. So I believe you have a choice today. I'm going to give you some practical things, but I had to lay the foundation. It's that you have a choice today. There's two names and there's two spirits that Christmas reminds me of, whatever it is you're facing. You can take on the spirit of Ichabod and he's saying, God, I got no more hope. I got no more joy. I'm going to let this depression get in me. I'm going to let my marriage die. I'm going to let my family uh, fail. I'm going to give up on my dream. I'm going to give up on my business. I'm going to stop coming to church. I'm going to be controlled by fear. Or you can take on the spirit of Emmanuel and say, God, even when it feels like you're not there, I believe that, God, you are with me and you have never forsaken me. You knew me before you were even, your, come on, are you with me? God, you're in my marriage. God, you are in my family. You're in the middle of this pandemic. You're in the middle of my finances. You're in the middle of the story of this church. We will get that building. God, we'll pay it all. This city will come to know Jesus. So you have the decision to make. Are you going to let life take you down? Are you going to let your faith rise up? And say, hey, God is with me. This is the spirit of Christmas reminding me that names matter and the name is Jesus. Emmanuel, God is with me because he chose me. He chose me. So with the rest of my time, I want to give you three practical things that God has done in me. I pray that it helps you to kind of continue to focus on the good that God is bringing in your life. Come on, remember there's some good for God to bring. Come on, just wave at me. You ready? How many still believe in the good God? Come on. How many still believe there's still good that God wants to bring you? Amen? Three things, real quick. I'll give them all to you up front, and then I'll break them down. God wants to renew, release, and rebuild. Renew your faith, release your fear, and rebuild your relationship. Renew your faith. I don't know about you. <laughs> I don't know about you, but there's been some moments in this pandemic I needed to revisit my faith. Come on. 
If we get real, like nobody laughed like you lost a little bit of Jesus having to homeschool your kids more than two hours. Come on, you did. I had, I've had to renew my faith. I've had to sometimes renew my passion just a little bit. We all hit that COVID fatigue. Come on. Like we were all the first few weeks of online church. Am I right? Like we're all like, like, like how many of you yelled at your kids? You better get it. You got fully dressed. You had breakfast. You better get in here and worship now. We're going to act like we in church. Come on. Like this like, like we, we can't. And all of a sudden, like, like week three, week six, for the first morning, you're like, I think I'm going to check this out in my PJs. And you never change. Come on, somebody. Come on. How many love church and PJs? Come on. Everybody watching online in your PJs right now, we envy you. Come on. I hope you're rocking it out. Like you're watching your PJs and getting your, like, your Ego Lego, right? Like getting your Ego waffle on. It's like, man, we, we just like, we hit this fatigue. But more than that, not just coming to church or not, it's amazing how we hit the fatigue of how much we worshiped. How much we counted on a Sunday morning to be the only time we encountered the presence of God. How much we counted on just a Like God is saying, no, no, no. Every, what you experience in church, you can experience individually. And God had, I don't know about you, and I'm talking as a pastor and a leader. God had to renew my passion with worship. God had to renew my faith in the word. God had to stir some things in my heart. Can I tell you, I believe people are hungry for the power and the presence of God like never before. And I had to ask myself, where's my hunger? Where's my hunger for the Lord? He had to renew some things. Psalms 42, this has been an anchor for me. Psalms 42, verse 2 and 4, I don't know if you're in a season where you're hurting or you're believing. I have no idea, but I don't know if this speaks to you. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When can I go and meet with God? Verse 3 is what got me. My tears have been my food. My tears have been my food. I don't know about you, but there's been moments where I've ran from worshiping and spending time with the Lord because all he does is remind me, which is what happens in worship, reminds you of all the good things that he has for you. But when those good things aren't happening, all of a sudden, I ran from worship because it felt more painful than fruitful. And God is saying, that's not my intention. I got I to gotta renew some things. It's when you spend time with me, like, where is your power, your presence, your passion for the power and the presence of God? Do you remember what it was like when you first got saved? You didn't care who was to the right. You didn't care who was to the You're going to throw your hands up. You're going to cry your eyes out. You're going to hit the altar. There was a fresh feeling with the Lord. Sometimes God does his best. You can renew by remembering. You can, the renewing can come by remembering, just like in the story with Mary, right? The Bible says she birth, God birthed a dream in her, Jesus, through the Holy Spirit. This is how God works in all of our lives. God will birth something inside of us through the Holy Spirit. He'll put a business in your heart. He'll put a dream in your heart. He's saying, I think you should marry that person. You should start this family. You should take that degree, this idea. He'll birth a dream, but isn't it true that the older we get, the less we focus on remembering the very beginning of when it was spoken? And I think that's why when you look at a baby picture of your kids, there's a certain feeling that comes over. You're like, oh, it's good. Because, because there's beauty with the beginning. And I think that's the, the very heart of Christmas. 
the heart of Christmas reminds us to go back to the beginning and you remember how you first felt when you first met Jesus. Remember when God first spoke that dream. Remember what you said I do too. Your marriage can still make it. Your family still can make it. Financial blessings still can and will come your way. God is not a God of where are you? He said, I chose you. You didn't choose me. I am with you. I just gotta, I gotta stir your faith a little bit again. Gotta get your passion again. The, the passion to feel and to hear the power and the presence of God. Be moved by the Holy Spirit. Release, renew, release. You got to release your fear. <laughs> Anybody been stuck in fear this year? Release your fear. Matthew 13, verse 29 and 30 says this. No, he answered. Actually, let me, let, me, let me set up the story. So it's a story where they sowed some seed in a field, and they were believing God for a harvest, a miracle, a dream, an answered prayer, whatever you want to call it. And then all of a sudden, they woke up one day, and they saw weeds as tall as the harvest. And they went in. Anybody ever woke up one day, you got that one email? You get that one text message? You got that one phone call? And all of a sudden, we're worried about the fear of tomorrow. We don't know what tomorrow's going to hold. And that one day, in that one moment can change everything. And what felt so good, all of a sudden, you see something just as painful as what feels good. And here's what he's speaking to. All of a sudden, they woke up. And notice, you would think naturally, going to pull out the weed. That's what you do to protect the harvest. But he says something different. He says, because while you're, he says, don't do it. Because while you are pulling the weeds, you may root up the wheat with them. Verse 30, let both grow together until the harvest. Let both grow together until the harvest. No, 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 God, you don't understand. I just want one day no pain. I just want one year where ain't nothing going to go wrong. Come on, anybody want that? Yeah. Like, I just want to live in fairy tale land. <laughs> like, life without pain don't exist. The question is, here's what I've learned. This passage speaks to allow, and it's not easy, but if I can be your friend, this passion speaks to you must allow pain and purpose to grow together. Because if you don't, hear, hear me in this, and I'll, I'll break it down to you. If you don't allow pain to reach its full maturity, before you uproot it, you will never fully step into the promise and the purpose that God has in your life. And we don't like where we're at. We don't like what we're going through. We don't like the things that all of a sudden one day seem to change. But can I tell you, if you ignore it, Ignoring it is just as bad as trying to uproot it. If you don't embrace what we're going through, you won't be stronger for what's next. If there's a reason why you keep having a cycled pattern in your life, it's because maybe you're trying to get rid of something that God is saying you don't need to get rid of until the harvest comes. But to learn from the season. In other words, here's what he's saying. He's saying, put it in my hands. Let it go. Release the fear. 
I know where every day we're in fear. What's tomorrow going to hold? What is the news going to say? What is our city going to say? What is going to happen? Well, man, my faith isn't in our news. My faith isn't in it. My faith is in my God. I'm going to honor the, 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 the rules and the regulations that our city and our government give us. But my faith is in God saying, God, I'm afraid. I don't know what's going to happen, but I release that to you. And I'm trusting you that if this is in my life right now, it's for a reason. And I'm going to trust it in the right time. You're going to bring the harvest that I need. Come on, are y'all with me today, church? Come on. All right. As we close out, the team is going to help me. As we close out, renew, release, rebuild. Rebuild relationship. Here's what I do know. Everybody go, aww. It's pretty cool, right? So cute. Here's what I do know is I brought it out right now because I knew if I brought it out at the beginning of the message, y'all be looking at the puppy dog the whole time, you know? <laughs> and so rebuild. Here's what I do know if we get honest. Here's what's broken my heart is I've seen through this year with all the different topics and things going on in the world and in the church and in life, I have seen it rip apart more relationships than I've ever seen in my life, to where opinion trumps purpose. And I think God is challenging us to say that if I can take on the cross for you, then we can humble ourselves to have a conversation to rebuild relationships that once were lost. God never intended for anything to be broken. He intended it to be good. And I just like... God is saying, I'm ready to rebuild some things. And I'm ready to rebuild a relationship with you. I'm not saying you don't love the Lord. I'm not saying you don't love Jesus. But I'm asking you to lean into me today and lean into the Lord and ask yourself, was there a time when you were stronger? Was there a time where you wouldn't hesitate to run to the house of God? Was there a time you wouldn't hesitate to throw your hands up and get God of everything. Because you got to realize, he's, he's, he's the God on the inside of you. John 1.1 1, 1 says this, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. I just love that. Jesus dropping bars right there, left and right. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him was nothing, anything made that was made. In him was, shouted out, life. And that life was the light of men. I think, as silly as this illustration is, I think many of us, Christmas, we're like, it's a season of joy. We're going to be so happy. We're like, woo, which we do. But how many of us live our life where, like, we appear all perfect? How you doing today, brother? Man, I'm too blessed to be stressed. No, I see it in your eyes. You stressed, homie. <laughs> woo, how you doing today? Man, couldn't be better. Man, life is amazing. Where's your wife? Where's your husband? Like, why is your family here? Like, you know, people can see through the mask. And here we are, we're like, God, I got it all together. We try to paint the perfect picture because, because it's like, God, you think you have to have it all together and then come back to God. God doesn't work with what's complete. He works with what's broken so we can put it together to show you through him it's complete. 
And so we, 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 I'm, trying to, I'm trying to get you to humble yourself. I don't care if you got strung out last night on drugs. I don't care if you're in a hide the kite, if where your marriage is, where your family is, where your money is. I'm trying to kill the pride and stop playing games like, like, like all is good. But yet, if people saw who you really were, and you unplugged from who God is, you're actually slowly bleeding out. And it doesn't happen overnight, but eventually, no wonder you have no life because you don't have the source keeping you connected to life. But the only reason why is because you're failing to forget that you didn't choose him. But he chose you. Friends, you got to hear, hear me in this today as I close this. You weren't born and then chosen. You were born because you were chosen. Come on, can you hear me today? Come on, everybody watching online, are you with me? Like you weren't, you weren't chosen. God said, I chose you. You know what they say? We say in the season past, we say he's the reason for the season. And I believe in that. He is the reason for the season, amen? But I think the Spirit of God and what Jesus and the Holy Spirit said, hey, can I flip the script on that? The reason why we celebrate Christmas, my message to you, thank you for the honor. I appreciate the worship, saying I'm the reason for the season, but the real heart of God is to remind you, you're the reason for the season. Because I chose you. It's some of you just need to be reminded of that today. That you're not a mistake. That he loves you right where you are. Yeah, we've all jacked up. Yeah, we're messed up. If we needed an entertainer, God would have sent us an entertainer and someone to entertain us. If we need somebody to pat us on the back, he would have sent us somebody to pat us on the back. But he says, no, you need to be saved. So I'm sending you a savior so you can have an encounter with the holy power of the Holy Spirit and a God who is a living God. Not a God who is not with you, but a God who is with you and for you. Come on, let's stand to our feet and close this thing out. pray you hear my heart today because I literally the one thing about doing prison ministry my whole life is it taught me how to love people and it taught me the heart of God it's probably not one conversation I'm sure people surprise me all the time but it's probably not one conversation I haven't heard that it's pretty tough and pretty dark but yet when you see the love of God my point in that is saying, it doesn't matter how dark you think your story is. God is saying, it ain't that dark. No matter how bad you think it is, it ain't that bad. And I just think that God just wants to breathe just a fresh wind of air in your lungs today. 
to remind you that he chose you. He's with you. He believes in you. The dream he put on the inside of you this year has made it confusing. But trust it. Trust that God is with you. Start building some relationship again. Relationships again that have been broken. Maybe that relationship is with Jesus. And so here today, if you will, just bow your head and close your eyes. I'm asking not just for the ones who say I need to give my life to Jesus for the first time. But those of you who are saying, I'm not what I used to be. I feel like I just need to rededicate my life to the Lord. Christmas reminds us of the beginning. Remember that moment when you first met Jesus. Let that be your reason and response. It's been a crazy year, but I'm going to start a new year. I'm going to finish well and start stronger, knowing that God is with me and that he's number one in my life. So whether I'm talking to you right now, if you're watching online, just hit the I'm saved button, type in Jesus, we'll count everything, whatever it is. If you're in the room, though, with nobody looking around, you're saying, Brandon, that's me on the count of three. I need Jesus or I need, a, I need a fresh walk with God. I need to rededicate my life. Don't be ashamed. Who cares what people think? This is you and God. He chose you because he needs you and he believes in you. On the count of three, make a statement. One, two, three, shoot it up, keep it up, saying I need you, Jesus. Just keep it up so I can see you. Thank you, Lord God. Hands in all the room. Everybody, hands are still going up. Keep it up so I can see you. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Jesus. I see you back there. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you, Jesus. Anybody else? Come on, I see you, ma'am. Thank you so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Just a few more minutes. Let the Holy Spirit move. I see, I see the emotion and the power of God moving in the room. So thank you, Jesus. Now, can everybody join the brothers and sisters? Everybody just lift up both hands. Come on, it's a sign of surrender. I'm going to pray, and then we're going to go into a song. Everybody just say this prayer with me, watching online or in the room. Come on, let's say it loud. We can shout at a sports game, but let's not be quiet when we're crying out to our God. Everybody shout this with me. Say, Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross for me. Thank you for shedding your blood for me. Jesus, forgive me. Wash my sins clean. Make me new. Make me whole. Come into my heart, Jesus. From this day forward, I'm going to give you my life. You're my everything, Jesus. You're my friend. You're my God. Jesus, I love you. Come on, lift your hands. Yeah.